Welcome. This is the Scale of One to Tech podcast. I'm Alex Mariner, founder and recruitment director at Acquired Digital Talent. This week, I was joined by Rumyana Mativa, who is head of performance and revenue at Secret Escapes. Rummy is someone that I've known personally for seven years, so it was great to have her as a guest on the show. She has 11 years of experience in digital marketing. She's worked across e-commerce and travel brands. She's a conference speaker and judge, and in her spare time, loves some hiking and yoga. In this episode, we discuss how she's built an upskilled best-in-class performance team. So let's dive in and hear what she has to say. Welcome, Rummy. Thank you very much for joining me on episode one of my podcast. Hi, Alex. It's a great pleasure to be one of your first guests. Good stuff, because I'm really, I've been really excited, and the the topic that we're going to be speaking about today, building and upskilling a best in class performance team. Um, I think many senior marketing leaders out there, uh, it's a topic that they'll be keen to to listen to your thoughts and opinions on, and also those who perhaps are more junior and aspire to be at your level, um, definitely some some great insight. But before I guess we get there, you're currently the head of performance and revenue over at Secret Escapes, and we've known each other for a good seven years, but give the listeners uh, a bit of an overview. What's your path been to, to where you are today? Sure. Um, as you said, uh, we've worked together for over seven years. So back then you placed me at House Trip. I was one of the PPC specialists helping the business grow, um, diversifying to different territories. And when that business was sold to TripAdvisor, I then moved to Secret Escapes and I've been with the company now for over four years. When I joined, there was a really small performance team of only two team members. And over the last few years, I've had the pleasure of growing that team. Uh, and now we're up to 17. Brilliant. Brilliant. So look, when you become ahead of or you've taken this role as head of and and you've got this responsibility take us back to to when you had it was you and two others and, and now it's as you said it's 17 where do you even start when building this great team what what's the the sort of first considerations you need yeah it's, it's really more about understanding the processes like the the workload what specialism we need in the team and also like what are the ambitions for the business to grow in which markets and which channels. Obviously, we had some agency support before I joined. Um, I revisited that. And again, we had great partners um, on that side of things. But moving to an in-house approach uh, was where we were seeing kind of the best opportunities for upskilling the team, but also like allowing the business to continue growing at a fast rate, starting with the structure, assessing what's needed, and then putting in place a hiring process. Okay. And you talked about looking at, at sort of different factors there around the channels and, and, and markets. Are, are there specific sort of data points that you, you're looking for to go, right, it's it's paid search that we need to focus on, or it's display, or, or how do you sort of truly define, right, this is what we need now, and this is what we'll need in a year's time? Yeah, it's a good question. I think always looking at data at Secret Escapes, that's one of our values. So we're very data-driven. Looking at historic performance at previous territories that we've launched, uh, what's worked, what hasn't, and always being open-minded because it's not necessary that if search is the best channel in one territory, that will apply to others. 
So always leaving room for A-B testing, for experimentation, for yeah, reviewing kind of uh, new ways of doing things in those territories, so allowing some flexibility. Wonderful. So you, you've got, I, I guess, a, a structure of, of where you're heading. Now, we know that values and culture is important for, for many businesses, and, and culture, certainly from my perspective, is something that a lot of candidates want to make sure they're going into the right culture fit. How have you successfully brought that into the process, making sure that the business's values uh, and the culture fit is is aligned with who you're bringing in? We've worked with our HR team. So obviously the values are fundamental, understanding those and understanding kind of where the business is coming from, what the vision is, um, has helped us to define those for Secret Escapes. And then we've just incorporated them into our hiring process. So there will be always questions that are based around our values. Uh, we'll be assessing for those from the start of the interviewing kind of process, whether that's through the HR conversation or face-to-face interviews. We also give candidates case studies. So we see their ability to kind of tackle a uh, challenge, how they approach it, how creative they will be, uh, whether they come up with more like data-driven, analytical skills, or more the creative side of things. Um, so all of that will be part of what we're assessing during the interviewing process. What makes uh, a secret escape employee apart from sort of culture and, and, and the right values? What else do you look for in them, Rami? Definitely look for people that are passionate about digital marketing when we hire them in the <laughs> performance team. Curious, uh, always looking for answers, being commercially driven looking for opportunities, willing to solve problems, because inevitably there will always be challenges and technical issues and things like that. I think attention to detail, it's also super important, again, because there's so many settings, there's so many things that could go wrong when you're running campaigns, that paying attention to the smaller details uh, could make all that difference. And just real team players, people that you want to have fun with, yeah, just good people. Good. I actually wanted to ask you something regarding that sort of process. And I know you mentioned it earlier around you set them tasks as part of the process. And I think ever since I've I've recruited within the digital marketing space, managers nowadays set tasks as normally a second or, or third stage. There are some that I've come across, though, that have said, I know I need to put a task in place, but but I don't know what to what to do or what to ask for or what to look for. Now, I know it's completely different depending on whether you're looking for someone in PPC or display or, or paid social. But is there a, a framework as such that you have when when needing to set a candidate a task at, at interview stage? Yeah, I think we do have specific ones for PPC display. Facebook, um, but there'll be quite a bit of overlap and similarities, I would say. So we'll typically start with checking in for analytical understanding, KPIs, calculations, you know, working with being really confident with Excel. It's still the tool of the day. um, Mm -hmm. And for a lot of reporting, it's needed. That's um, quite a good starting point on checking in how they feel, um, whether they're comfortable dealing with data. Then another aspect will be just creativity. So again, um, it could be to do with ad copy, just uh, asking them about how they're going to run an A-B test, allowing quite a lot of freedom for interpretation when it comes to some of the the questions. They won't be 
there wouldn't be necessarily a right or wrong answer, but you just want to see the candidate explore the various options, like spending time on thinking about solving that problem with their own solution. And then perhaps a question around how they would scale campaigns, how they go above and beyond finding kind of mm -hmm. new new channels and new opportunities. So that will kind of be the similar, I would say, sections that you can have in any case study that you put forward. Okay, brilliant. And if you've had someone who possesses all of those skills that you're looking for and on paper is great, but culturally there are question marks, have you ever sort of gone, okay, look, let's, let's slide this one. Perhaps they can build into to our culture or, or are you very much on the side of, no, actually, look, you can be the greatest individual for what we need, but if it's not the culture fit that's aligned, it's just not going to work out. It really depends in terms of if it's a red flag or more kind of concerns. If there are any doubts, we always bring a couple of people from the team to meet any new candidates or before we make the final decision to ensure that there's like a rounded approach and that, you know, we take into account diverse perspectives. So typically within the team, we've never had like a situation where one goes like, yeah, great culture fit. And we disagree with the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. But I would say skills and culture it needs to come in the right balance and that's what we're looking for i'm curious that you said about um diverse as well and, and i know diversity and inclusion is a a huge topic right now and has been for the last few years are there certain things that you guys have brought into play to ensure that you're hiring from a diverse pool yeah, absolutely. As you said, it's a, a massive topic and it's gaining more and more importance for businesses. Uh, there's better transparency across the industry. And uh, something that we've done again with our HR team is to provide diversity training for all of our managers to ensure that we're all aware of our internal biases because we all have them, mm -hmm. <laughs> willingly or not willingly, but they just exist. And being aware of those, being able to kind of catch yourself when perhaps you're swaying into the wrong direction. Um, mm -hmm. It's what has helped us, but it was also like other steps uh, when it comes to kind of the starting point of the interviewing process with making CVS more anonymous, removing again any kind of photos, or there's been lots of considerations in terms of what could improve the process to, to ensure it's as fair and transparent. Okay, good to hear. Another interesting topic, um, certainly that I've spoken to, to numerous people about uh, over the last few months, is um, specialist versus a, a T-shaped marketeer. Rami, in your opinion, what do you feel is best to bring into your organization? I think a bit of both. <laughs> and we're all heading towards um, becoming T-shaped because we can't maintain being only on one trajectory. I think the industry itself is challenging us with better understanding of data, better understanding of technology, better understanding of like marketing and creativity, and they all go hand in hand. So you can't really just rely purely on your specialism. I think in the long run, it, it's great as a starting point. And that's, um, again, looking back at my career experience, I was specializing in PPC. That gave me a strong foundation. Uh, but I think from there on, to continue growing and developing in digital uh, we need to consider growing a better kind of wider knowledge on different uh, verticals, whether that's different channels or just understanding the technology uh, mm -hmm. in more depth. I think that's kind of where we're all heading. But having a mixture of both, it's probably the best of two worlds. And, and just for the listeners out there that perhaps have yet to come across the, the term T-shaped marketeer, 
what's your take on what what is a t-shaped marketeer to me t-shape is it's different from a generalist because you still need some depth of knowledge in each of those categories but as i said it could be to do with understanding how our tagging works understanding google analytics understanding ppc very like in depth but also adding on different toolings or different additional kind of digital marketing skills that enhance your profile and therefore you become more aligned or having like a wider spectrum of different skill sets that can be cross-functional again we're talking about digital marketing and performance in general but you could be uh, cooperating with email marketing or a broader kind of tv advertising so again i think t-shape will be uh, tapping into the best of all of these qualities so for for managers uh, and senior managers who, who are managing teams who are listening to this right now if they've got individuals within their teams that they want to turn into a T-shaped marketeer, or perhaps mm-hmm. even the employees themselves want to broaden out and become a T-shaped marketeer, just in, in your opinion, from the experience that you've got with this, what's the best way to, to gain that additional knowledge? It's a great question. I think a lot of colleagues will typically just stick to their job description, but actually what we expect from our team members is to be proactive and to raise this in one-to-one conversations, to be coming on board with new ideas and projects that they want to start owning, to identify areas that they want to be developing. So in fact, as um, part of everyone's objectives on a quarterly basis, we have personal development as part of it. So everyone is responsible for contributing, coming, as I said, with ideas of new projects and things that they can be gaining experience into. So I think that's the best way of putting your experience into practice. Fantastic. Now, I guess moving on in, in the journey of, of building out and, and then, as we said, upskilling this team, continual development and training is obviously important for you as a hiring manager, making sure that, that your team is uh, is up to speed with all the, the latest changes that are happening within the market. We know that Google can make changes and and even Apple, we know on the app side, have have made changes at the drop of a hat. And also on the flip side, I guess from the the team's perspective, I know a lot of candidates that I've spoken to over the years, one of the main factors that they they leave positions is because they don't feel challenged and they're not getting that development or further training to really test them. So what have you found that works that really gets the best from them in terms of being a, a benefit for you and, and your growth and strategy, but also for them keeping them them happy and engaged in, in the role that they're doing? Yeah, training and development is key. I think we hire individuals that are curious, that are passionate about digital marketing. And as you said, it's constantly evolving and changing. So we need to have the right resources and contacts to keep up to date with the latest trends. So we've tried a lot of things and what works well for us is doing show and tell sessions. So again, someone that's an expert or keen specializing into a specific area can perform a small demo for the rest of the team to kind of see what this new product is about. Then we also do type of seminars or uh, open sessions. We call them brown bags. They're really fun format where, again, an individual will prepare a topic, uh, maybe an hour of a presentation with a Q&A session. And again, knowledge sharing, 
not only within the marketing team is important, but across the whole organization. So we'll often partner with product departments. Uh, we've done sessions on UX, on just generally how to run brainstorming sessions. And that sort of uh, acquired knowledge has been beneficial as well for the performance marketing team. And have you have you guys ever used any uh, sort of third-party tools or, or third-party companies to, to assist in that training at all? And, and if so... Are there any that you you would recommend to the audience perhaps sort of look into? Yeah, so again, from the agencies that we work with, we've built uh, great relationships with them. And I would certainly recommend Brain Labs and Jellyfish are the two that have provided us with some Google Analytics training or more kind of specific product training for the wider team. Okay, brilliant. Um, being a technology-led business, how do you how do you bring technology into performance marketing? It's a great question. Uh, first, you need a team to be able to lift that off the ground uh, and the right skill set, again, when it comes to knowing the Google APIs or the Facebook APIs. But we've been fortunate enough to have a data science team. So working alongside them, we have been able to automate a lot of our processes and also to think about future solutions that will make our mm. campaigns even better for the future. Now, obviously, we can't finish up without talking about COVID. Um, it's um, it's obviously on, it's everywhere you go right now. But but obviously, COVID has or, or must have changed the approach that you uh, as a as a line manager have to upskilling your team. Because unlike before, as you said, you had those brainstorming sessions and everyone was was in one office. Now you've got teams that are probably all over the world working working from from wherever right now. So how are you adapting and, and, and are there any particular tools or tech that you guys have brought in to, to help with that continual upskilling of the team? Yeah, sadly, COVID is all around us and we're still kind of uh, experiencing the consequences of it. But I think we're in a very good position as a business because, again, we have multiple offices. We have our colleagues in Berlin, Amsterdam, spread across the globe. So in fact, we were already bought in with uh, the Google suite of products, so Hangouts, mm -hmm. and we've been using those, um, again, as a digital team. We're quite flexible in terms of our working hours, and yeah, it was never a problem for someone to be working from their home country or from remote whenever needed. So I think it was really an easy switch. But indeed, when it comes to brainstorming, it's difficult without having everyone in the same room and um, sharing the energy but one of the tools that has helped us uh, as of recently is Jamboard. So it's literally putting sticky notes and everyone can do that in real time. Mm -hmm. So it's quite easy for collaboration and gathering ideas. So I think we've, we've easily adapted. I'm not saying it's uh, ideal, but it's the best we can do for the time being. Now, obviously, Rami, you've, you've been uh, in a, a sort of senior capacity now for a good few years, currently head of have a, a pretty sizable team. Thinking back to the Rummy that, that I first came into contact with and, and placing as a, as a German PPC executive back at Housestrip, what, what advice would you uh, give your, your younger self uh, regarding digital marketing and, and how to sort of making that transition and step up and, and certainly around building a best-in-class performance team and, and, and being able to upskill them? What what are the, the nuggets of advice that you would give your younger self? To just follow your passion. I think if you're enthusiastic, passionate, and curious about the industry, 
you keep evolving with it and you're making the best for yourself. So I think I'll continue following my passion. Fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Rami, thank you very much for that insight. Rami is uh, is on LinkedIn. Um, and if anyone does have any questions, she's more than happy for anyone to uh, to get in touch. So I will make sure that there is uh, a link at the bottom. But Rami, I really, really thank you for uh, for coming on and uh, and sharing your your thoughts and opinions. Thank you for having me, Alex. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. And remember, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, then please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We'll see you next time. Thank you.